Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions and provides unbiased answers. Invest Talk, over 31 million downloads and counting. I wanted to get your opinion on ticker symbol. I just really like it as a long term play. I uh, appreciate the show, appreciate all the knowledge. Thanks, guys. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-SHARK. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, June 25th, 2021. And one week from today, we'll start the 4th of July holiday. At least the weekend. We'll start the weekend. I think 4th of July is Sunday. I'm having a big barbecue at my house. So, of course, that's America's birthday. So on today's program and podcast, we will operate, and we always operate, with starting with the mission statement, independent thinking, and shared success. And, of course, we, we mention that every show because we want you to understand we will do our best, our utmost, to about accuracy, about market reporting, about the process, explanations we give you, uh, and about any educational segments. We do our utmost and best to make sure that you are getting the information that you can use and need in a way that you can understand and apply it. That's what we do. We will continue to do that. So I'm here. We'll do it all without bias as well. So... We'll just give you the facts. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me with your financial investment questions. And when you do, you get to shape and drive the show in the direction you want to go. Whatever, as long as it's financial, I'm going with you. In fact, you can call and interact with me right now during this live streaming. We're live every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. And you can leave questions anytime on our Invest Talk voice bank, anytime during the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But again, we're live right now, and the number is 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to our first listener question. Hey, Justin. Hey, Steve. Jeff from Rhode Island over here, longtime listener. Love the podcast. Recently subscribed to the premium newsletter. Look forward to it every Friday. I do have a question about ticker TSN, Tyson Foods. With the shortages in meat and chicken wings and things like that going on, I was wondering if this was a good play or a bad play. What are your thoughts on the price that it's at now and if it's something that we should be looking at? Look forward to hearing your answer. Thank you, and have a great day. Yeah, I kind of like Tyson Foods. TSN produces beef, chicken, pork, and related um, allied products for grocery retailers, wholesalers. It's a big company, $27 billion size, pays a really nice dividend, 2.4%. It may, it's going to make $5.97 this year. That's about 8% more than last. And next year, it'll make another 7%, $6.30, and it's a $74 stock. Now, it's never been really high-priced, okay? never has. But it's right about in the median where Julie trades at and from a P.E. ratio. Very good return on equity of 14%. Food companies usually don't have high margins, and that's why they don't, try, they don't sell at high multiples. But I'm thinking with the steady growth, the nice dividend, 
Uh, I, I think this is the area that you, you buy it. It has pulled down from a recent high of 81.79 to 74.50. And I think it stopped falling and for four or five days it's kind of creeping up, going sideways. To me, that's a buy signal. I mean, if you wanted to get into Tyson, this is a good time to do it. Tyson, T-S-N. T as in Tom, S as in Sam, N as in Nancy. My focus point today concerns this story, the secret power of Roth individual retirement accounts. Okay, it's not secret, but it's not well known either. Certain things about it, certain aspects that we're going to talk about, a particular asset uh, aspect that I want to hone in on that most people don't realize that it has a benefit. But most people can't use it either. But we'll discuss it. You can maybe it fit for you. So we'll do that later. For remember, for traditional 401ks and IRAs, you put in before tax dollars. In other words, your income is not taxed when it goes in. The Roth is after tax dollars, but it gets to grow tax free. And when you pull it out, it's tax free. That's what a Roth is. So we'll we'll get into it. I I promise. My trivia question today will focus. Uh, on quality of life, your quality of life after retirement. There may be things you can't control. So my trivia question is coming up at the halfway mark of the program as it does every time I do the show. And since it's Friday, I will share highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter. And usually I give you some uh, statistical numbers. Maybe we'll get to those too. Other topics I might want to discuss if we have time. How about uh, the new risk for the rest of the year? Risks for the rest of the year, the second half of 2021. What are some of the risks that we're going to have for the next six months? Remember, we're at the the halfway mark right now. And um, where will housing stocks go from here? They've had a bit of a correction, a little bit of a correction. Well, where they go depends on other things, and those other things are what is what I'm going to bring to your attention. And the infrastructure compromise bill, another one trillion dollars of spending. I think we might want to uh, talk about that. And we need an infrastructure spending bill. I'm not even arguing that. What I'm arguing is that there's a certainly a lot of money that we're spending, and. We'll talk about that. I mean, I don't want to get into it without getting into some details. But those are the things we're going to talk about. The market today, the Dow was up 237 points. The NASDAQ was up 14. And the Dow, I mean, the S&P was down 9. So the market was down. The big stocks had a big move today. Not tech and not the overall market, but the very big stocks did. Not, I'm not talking about very big tech stocks, even though some of them might be up. So I'm, it's curious. It's very curious. We've had a kind of a, a rally from our from our correction, a very small correction, really. But we have a kind of rally in the tech stocks, um, and I'm thinking that that that's not going to last. <laughs> I think it's going to flip back over into the bigger, more valued part of the market again. This has been a value market this year so far. So I, I think that's going to continue. I really do. Okay, so uh, that's what the market did today. We are headed into a quick break. I'm here and ready to take your questions. I'll tackle them as best I can. And remember the number, 888-99-CHART. 
You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hi, this is Alan from Hayward, California. I'm just wondering what you guys think a good entry point for the company DocuSign would be. That's a D as in dog, O as in orange, C as in cat, U as in umbrella. Thank you. Okay, well, DocuSign broke out. Okay, it broke out, what, how many days ago? Two, three days ago. When I say breakout, for those people who want to know what that means, that means it's broken above the last high of the last 52 weeks. So it's above all its highs for the last 52 weeks. And, and, and a chartist would say, well, that's a breakout. Okay? Did it break out with a lot of volume? No. So even though it broke out, the volume kind of is tailing off, meaning that it might slow down after this current breakout. Well, how much is it really worth? DocuSign, everybody. It's a new company that came out in 2018, publicly anyways. Provides e-signature solutions and enables businesses to dig, uh, digitally prepare, execute, and act on agreements. And I use DocuSign quite a bit in our business. They're growing very, very fast. Sales are growing very, very fast. Most recent quarter, 58%. And that was the April quarter. The quarter before that, 57%. We're talking about sales, sales growth. Before that, it was 53, 45, 39, so actually accelerating its growth. And earnings are doing the same thing. Uh, they're going to be up $1.66 this year per share from $0.90 cents a year ago. Then next year, $2.12. But does that justify a $279 stock price? It justifies a very high stock price. Given That's a given because the sales growth is accelerating accelerating and earnings growth is also accelerating turn equity is really good at 42 percent so it deserves a pretty darn high pe ratio and valuation metrics it, it deserves it but 279 see i can't personally i can't i i can't bring myself to pay that much money but it is an entry point point because it broke out now the question is when will it when will it start to slow its growth? This is a typical growth stocks. Growth stocks are skyrocketing stocks until growth starts to slow down. Then they plummet. It's that way. You have to live with that if you're buying and investing in a growth stock. My focus point today concerns this story. The power of Roth individual retirement accounts. You can do better if you know what to do. So let me let me drill down into this for you, if I can. You know, um, you know what a Roth is, and you know what a regular. We're talking about IRAs, Roth versus regular IRA. Okay, um, so we're going to focus on a Roth. A Roth is something that you put money in after taxes. You already paid income tax on the money you earned. Then you could put money into your Roth. Okay, and, and then it grows tax free. And then when you're 59 and a half, as long as you've had the Roth for at least five years, you can take money out, start taking money out, not ever paying taxes. So if you put an asset in there, you put a $1,000 stock 
$1,000 worth of stock, and that value goes to $100,000. You don't have to pay ta You can take that $100,000 out in retirement and never have to pay any taxes on it. So that's the beauty, the growth. You never have to pay tax on it. But, <coughs> excuse me, there is a little known thing that you can do, and that is you can open up a self, what is called a self-directed Roth account. Usually you can't do those through Fidelity or any of the big houses. Self-directed Roth account. And what that allows you to do is you can put other kinds of assets. You can put real estate in it. You can put private company stock in it. That means that, let's say you are you started up a company, and one of the, and one of the samples I've given us is Peter Thiel, Thiel who was one of the founders of PayPal. Well, he opened up a self-directed uh, Roth IRA many, number of years ago, and he put in his his uh, PayPal non-public stock when it was super valued very cheaply, and now he has a Roth worth $5 billion that he will never have to pay taxes on as he pulls it out. So you could do the same thing. Anybody could do it. Now, he didn't know that it would be worth that much money someday. I mean, it was a chance he was taking starting the company. So if you started a company, you can put your private company stock in your Roth, your self-directed Roth IRA, and if you get lucky, it goes up in value, you don't have to pay taxes on it, ever. See, so that's the little known thing that most people don't know about a, a Roth. You can open up one called a self-directed Roth, self-directed, and you know no one advises you on this, and there's no you you you're it self-directed means you are directing the investments, you, not somebody else, not a money manager, not but you, know, you can ask for advice from people, but that's the difference, okay? Self-directed, self-directed Roth IRA. Okay, the program is moving pretty fast. It is Friday. I am ready to answer any of your questions. You can call me right now, 888-99-CHART. Got a question for Steve or Justin? Uh, I think there's likely a pullback here uh, in, the, in the offing. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. the calendar. Summer is here. The market's been exhibiting volatility, so investors are exposed to vulnerability. But you can implement strategies to better protect your portfolio. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready for your finance and investment questions. Call InvestTalk 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. My name is Amy from California. I'm self-employed and 44 years old, and I'm just now able to start a retirement savings. A financial advisor told me to put at least $1,000 a month into ticker symbol KBWY, 
I was just wondering if you agreed with that. I'll be listening on the podcast. Thanks for what you do. It's an ETF, Invesco Mutual Fund Family sponsors it. It's an Invesco exchange-traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the KBW NASDAQ Premium Yield Equity REIT Index. And the reason why I'm telling you to invest in it is that the yields are 7.1% right now. And it's into real estate. They have 31 holdings. They're mostly smaller cap, $1 billion-ish in market cap. Uh, and it's it would be considered fairly risky. So it depends on you. You sounded young. You take the risk. You could take the risk. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. And a REIT is required to pay 90% of its earnings out in the form of a dividend to you, the shareholder. So their 31 holdings are REITs. What different types of real estate investments? Okay. Now, you'd have to take a look at what kind of real estate you'd have to get into it to find out what those 31 companies actually do. Okay. But it's not a bad investment, but it's risky. It's kind of higher on the risk scale. Let's go to Ben in San Jose. He's listening to us on KDOW. Ben. I'm just interested to find out. I bought UBX for $4.60. I'm just wondering if it uh, was a good entry point. Okay. Or am I in the wrong position because it went down $4.20. Right now it's at $4.34. It was up $0.16 today. Uh, it develops therapeutics based on cellular uh, science to extend human health span. Uh, you know, it's kind of a broad, whatever that means. Uh, so it is what we would call a penny stock, even though it's $4.34. It's still a penny stock in my head because they don't make money and they don't have sales. So I wouldn't buy this stock. They're going to lose $1.46 this year, $1.16 last year. They have never made money. The stock at its height was trading at $26 back in 2018. It's been falling steadily with a couple peaks in between that entire time. So, no, I, I would not recommend it. Uh, ben, I'd stay away from it. It's far too risky. I mean, this is, this is like you can always try something like this with a tiny bit of money, but you just have to realize that it's like going to Vegas money. Plan on losing it. But you might hit it rich. You might hit it. But plan on losing all of it. That's what I would suggest. Okay, slip in another voice bank question right here. Right Hi, now. Steve and Justin. Steve Osier calling in here from New Hampshire. Just a quick question for you on RMD. So I'm 26 years old. I'm currently maxing out my 401k and have been for the past three years. Well, obviously, it's a good problem. But a little nervous that I might be having an RMD problem as I enter retirement, if I continue to max out my traditional accounts. I also max out my Roth IRA and health savings accounts, so I am taking advantage of other vehicles, but is there any downside to maxing out your 401k long-term where you might have an RMD problem when you reach retirement? I look forward to the answer on the podcast. Thanks. So what he's referring to is if you invest all your money, you know, you're, you're pouring money into your retirement accounts, your 401k or your regular IRA, the RMD stands for Required Minimum Distribution. So when you reach a certain age, you are
are required to take that take some of that money out and they tell you what percentage that is uh it used to be when you reach age 70 and a half and i think it went to 72 years old so i think i'm not sure about that i know certain for certain things did they went to 72 anyways so his worry is, okay, what if I have a huge amount of money and they require a minimum distribution is like 250000 and I have to pay taxes and all that money, and that is income tax. That is absolutely true. The idea is that you're in a lower tax bracket when you're retired and you're not taking as much as you think. So I don't think I would worry about it. I, I, the problem that most people have, most people have, is saving enough money in the first place. You have the option problem. I would definitely worry about putting money away rather than the RMD. Just keep putting money away. Now, according to a 2019 survey by TD Ameritrade, over 30% of Americans plan to continue working after they retire. Each person's situation will be different, of course. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you name at least three of the ugly truths about retirement? They could have a big impact on your quality of life after retirement. So after break, I will supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments 
to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, before the break, I asked a trivia question. Uh, so, here's the answer. Um, the question was, can you name at least three of the ugly truths about retirement? They could have a big impact on your quality of life after retirement. For many people, it seems harder to save for retirement today than it might have been for their parents. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's possible. Now, from dealing with unexpected medical costs to supporting adult children, you know, that's kind of been a phenomenon recent, in recent years. Americans these days often find themselves facing other more expenses than they expected. So, so some of your success in investing may be left to a little bit of chance, depending on what's happening in your life. So, and we don't know what the market does, or it's going to do, but over every 10 years, the stock market generally goes up. It has an upward bias, always has. So, the average life expectancy in the U.S. today is 78.6 years, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And the longer you live, the more you'll need to fund your extended golden years. So that's, you'll probably live longer than you think. So therefore, your costs will be other. That's that's kind of, most people don't think they're going to do that, but they do. My father-in-law lived to 93, didn't have any money in retirement. Everybody had to support him before he passed. You're going to live longer. Your health care will cost more than you expect. People think that you get Medicare, oh, I don't, my health cost is no more. No, it's wrong. The average couple retirement in 2019 at age 65 will spend $285,000 on medical costs in retirement, according to a report by Fidelity. That's outside Medicare, over and above. So maybe a HSA, health savings account, might be suitable. Okay? How about this? Inflation can eat away at your nest egg. Inflation is rising. Our national average inflation over multiple years is 3.3%. Recent years, it's been 2 25 Today, we're running around 4 to 6% this year. And that's probably increasing. So inflation can really eat into your savings. Eat into, see, what happens is it eats into your buying power. What you can buy with the money you're saving today in the future. What can I buy with this money today in the future? Well, the money today is going to be worth less in the future. So you'll be buying less products, food, rent, whatever. 
any consumable item of any kind. Okay, you might have to work part-time. You know, don't think that that's such a bad thing. Because many people who retire, they get bored. Well, working part-time or doing something with your time, you know, and making money at it is a great thing. Nothing wrong with that. See, my definition of retirement has always been, I've been saying this for, I don't know, decades, is to stop doing what you have to do and go do what you want to do. Why did I come to that conclusion? Because I retired when I was in my early 40s. And I was bored instantly. But I didn't want to do what I had to do anymore. I didn't want to work in the insurance industry. Okay, even though I was working in the investment side of the insurance industry, I didn't like working for big insurance companies. So then I got out, retired, then got back to work doing this, and I really enjoy it. Love it. See, so, and I'm making money. I don't really want to retire. <laughs> you know, so that's what I mean. Okay? Okay, let's go back to Talk Voice Bank. Our next question was uh, custom-made for me. He wants my advice. So we'll play the question, and I'll offer my advice. Hi, this is Duncan from New York. Steve, I was just listening to your recent podcast. I thought you brought up a very interesting point about the Fed wanting to have high inflation. So my question is, if I am a borrower, let's say I would like to take out a mortgage, or let's say I wanted to take out a personal loan. Can you clarify, would I be at an advantage if I took out a personal loan or mortgage right now compared to later? Just would like you to kind of put a little bit more detail into that. Love the show as always, and looking forward to hearing the answer to the podcast. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, I got to be careful with the answer here, but okay, think about this. If inflation kicks in high, right, The mon- as I said before, the money you have today will buy less things in the future because it'll be inflated away. But if you borrow somebody else's money, right, and you're paying them an interest, and you do something with that money that can exceed the, the interest and stay ahead of inflation, I can see that being a good decision. But the but they've got to be careful because you're still borrowing money. And what's happening is companies been doing that, borrowing lots of money, at very low rates. But what happens if they can't afford to pay back the loan going forward? What happens in the next recession when they have all these this debt out there? So from a personal point of view, it might be a good idea to borrow cheap money today, invest it, try to get it to grow, and pay it off with cheaper dollars in the future. I hope that makes sense too. Okay. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers today, and it is packed with helpful information, as it is every week. And, of course, I'll say that because I'm the one that's writing it, <laughs> right? I mean, why would I write it if I didn't think it was helpful? Of course it's helpful. I think it's very useful, but that's me. So um, I, we send that to our clients for free, and you can subscribe to it if you're not a client. There were, And I start off, there's four sections of the the newsletter, the market condition section is the first section, and I think the most enlightening section for most people. There were two housing reports released this week. This is how I started the newsletter. First, existing house sales came in at 5.8 million for May. They were they were 5.86 million in April. 
The figure was expected to be about $5.7 million. The new home, that was existing home, the new home sales report also came out for May at $759,000 with expectations of being $859,000. So that was quite a bit lower. So what does that say about housing? What does that say about housing? Housing, mortgage, housing is very strong still, okay? It has not weakened yet, but it certainly looks like it's starting to top, starting to maybe roll over, but at least topping. And that's what I said. And so we got to think about that in our investments. Um, uh, a concern, but not a large one currently, is the weekly unemployment claims figure. Weekly, comes out every weekly, and it's been... High, over 400,000 the last couple of weeks. One theory that has uh, logical merit is the existence of an overly generous outlay of assistance. In other words, unemployment claims are too much. They're paying too much because you have both the state and the federal kicking in money for people not to work. And therefore, there's all these, there's a huge bump up in uh, jobs available. But people are still filing for unemployment claims. Why is that? Why is that? So I thought that was an interesting point. Uh, the minor June correction is over with. I mentioned that. The Dow 30 is lagging a little bit right now. I mentioned that. Uh, but the NASDAQ and the broader market indexes were better. Not today, but they were for the last week or two. Okay? So... I thought I, I, I expanded that a little bit. Uh, there is a session called the portfolio management section. Uh, and I talked about a balance sheet. What is a balance sheet? What's important to know about the balance sheet? I know people probably roll their eyes when I talk about, oh, you got to look at the balance sheet because they don't want to look at the balance sheet. Well, you should look at the balance sheet. If you're going to invest money, you got to know what corporations are doing. Remember, it's your hard-earned dollars you're giving them. Why? You're going to own a company but not know how much money. So balance sheets tell you that. How much liabilities, how much income, how much. That, that, that's what it's there for. You've got to learn how to read a balance sheet. So I'll give you some hints on how to do that. Stock ideas. A couple of big companies today. A cereal cookie cracker company that we've mentioned before. I thought it would be a good idea to think about again. Um, another, and then I also highlighted an integrated producer of copper and other minerals. You know, I mentioned look for inflation tailwinds to help it, help this particular company. Consumer Watch. Talked about banking. Now, your banking, my banking, our banking habits. You know, online banking is, is coming and it's already here. And you need, 49% of the people are, don't use it. You're going to have to use it, people. My wife doesn't use it, hates it. I use it at work all the time because I was forced to do it, and I'm okay with it. Now I like it. It's just that simple. You know, there are risks. There may be more risks, but that's just this way it's going to be. You have to get online. So there's a lot of valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter each week. It comes out every Friday. And I, if you're interested in subscribing, go to investtalk.com. Investtalk.com. That's with two T's. Investtalk.com. 
and you can order it. If the full report comes to your email box every Friday, practically, into your inbox. Okay, let's fit in another voice paint question here from 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Keith from Redondo Beach. I have a question on bond issue. Tips versus I-bonds. They seem to be indexed off the, the same thing, the comp- consumer price index. Yet right now, tips are paying like twice what I-bonds are paying. My first question is, why is that? My second question is, when would you apply tips versus I-bonds? And what would be the most appropriate account to do those in? A tax-advantaged account or an account that is just an individual brokerage account? Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate all you do for us. Bye-bye. Probably an individual brokerage account because their tra- tips is treasury inflated protected bonds. Treasuries. Treasuries. You don't have to pay federal income tax. Now you're talking about tips, treasury inflated protected securities versus I bonds. Well, I bonds and tips, you know, I bonds is a, the, the, the uh, name of the whole category, which includes tips. Tips is a sector of the federal government treasury inflated protected securities but there's more than that out there inflation bonds out there there's a private sector inflation bonds there's other pricing bonds so you know so when you say i bonds you can't you're you're you can't say what you're saying i bonds is the whole category tips is one of the biggest slices of that category so tips may pay uh less because the whole category, which includes tips, have riskier, riskier bonds in it that would pay higher rate, rates. So, you know, I, that's the best I can do as an explanation of this. The two-year Treasury yield today, 0.27%. For perspective, last week was 0.25%. So, up in rate. Uh, two weeks ago, it was 0.15. So, it's gone up. Okay, up in rate. The two-year Treasury yield, uh, I already said that. the 10-year Treasury yield, 1.54%. Now, last week it was at 1.47. So that also, the yields went up, the yield of the bonds. In other words, they, they're paying more. Why are they paying more? Probably because of inflation. People want more because the money is being, is being worth less in the future. They want more now. Gold was priced at 1777 an ounce. Last week it was 1772. Not much of a change there. Uh, silver, 2598 today per ounce. 2598 a week ago is 2596. Two cents higher. Not much there either. Oil was 74 dollars and six cents per barrel. Now last week it was 7199. A month ago it was 6354. Why is it going up so much? We have plenty of oil. Probably inflation. You know, there's inflation in the system, and it's, you know, pervasive. So it's everywhere. The national average for a gallon of gasoline, $3.08. Last week was $3.07. And, of course, here in California, I love, you know, looking at ours because we pay so much money. Uh, $4.25 today. Last week is $4.22. Four dollars and twenty-five cents a gallon. When other people are paying three dollars and seven, three dollars and eight cents, and you know Nevada is paying two ninety-six. Come on, why are we paying so much? 
Well, we have political reasons why we're paying so much. Anyways, 888-99-CHART. Give me a call. We'll talk about anything financial that's on your mind. New rules, uh, new, new risk in the second half of 2021. What are going to be the new risks? What, what should we watch out for? Okay. Well, historically, after a market has gone down 30% or more, remember we were down 37%, 37% during the COVID fall, the second year after that, the market tends to go up, tends to go up. On average, 10 to 15%, depending on which index you're on. So what are the risks in the second half? Well, the market's already gone up you know, quite a bit for this year. So maybe the second half isn't going to give us much. That's what my concern is. If the average is the case, then we, you know, there's, we won't be moving up. If, if we're just looking at history. Just pointing it out. This is InvestTalk. I'm Steve Peasley. Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. Get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and helping you achieve your financial freedom is the primary objective. Steve Peasley is here now, taking your finance and investing questions live. Call 888-99-CHART. Yes, my name's J.D., and my, my question is, investing in silver, instead of buying the material, I was thinking about investing in stocks. What I want to hear is your uh, opinion on a stock PLL. Piedmont Lithium Incorporated versus the Fidelity ETF, FMAT, F-M-A-T, and I appreciate your time. Okay, PLL is an individual stock, and the Lithium, lithium it engages in drilling campaigns, technical studies, exploration in and production of lithium in North Carolina. It's a, it's a big, pretty big company, $114 billion company, but it doesn't make any money. I wouldn't invest in it. $72.94 a stock is going to lose $0.62 cents a share this year. And it's lost money every year since its existence. So there's no reason for me to buy that. Now, FMAT is an ETF, exchange-traded fund, seeking results corresponding to the MSCI Materials Index. So this is a broad spectrum of materials that this index invests in, companies that invest in a broad spectrum of materials. So very vastly different. I mean, I, you can't even relate the two companies here. If, if I were you, I'd probably stick with an ETF. Picking an individual company, you know, it takes them a lot more work than just, you know, what I've just described. you got to really dig into them. So I think an ETF might be more of a practical thing for you. Okay? Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 888-99-CHART. So, where will housing stocks go from here? Okay, um, they've had a correction, not a big one, but I have had a correction, many of them. I'm not, about, I'm not just talking about housing stocks. I'm talking about, you know, uh, 
the housing stocks related to the housing industry, like, you know, Home Depot, that kind of company, as well as Pulte's and all the builders of the world. So they've had a little bit of correction. The only way I see them can continue to go higher, because they've already had a great run, the only way is that if interest rates stay low, which they probably will, inflation is checked, in other words, won't continue to rise, and people return to work in mass because they got to afford the new houses, the prices. I, I, I think it's going to be very difficult for housing stocks to continue to rise. Because I don't think I think inflation is going to continue to go up, and I think, <laughs> excuse me, I think that it's just the prices have pushed out a lot of prospective buyers, and it doesn't you know with the high um, unemployment claims the last couple of weeks you know that it's now over four hundred thousand for weeks and weeks and weeks is dropping 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 got below three hundred thousand, and uh, until unemployment claims and people are forced to go back to work and unemployment benefits start to you know, dry up a little bit, people are not going to be really pressed to go back to work. And we saw that in the the report this month about the new job openings, which jumped 8 10% in one month. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm staying away from housing at this point. I just think it's too risky. Okay. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. I have one more thing. I want to maybe talk about, you know, they 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 have a passage, an agreement for the infrastructure bill of a trillion more dollars to spend. The government's going to spend another trillion. You know, throwing these the trillion dollar number around like it's not very big, it's huge. Okay, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. So, the question is, is what is that going to do? Okay, I I, I think. Because of this infrastructure spending, it's going to cause commodities to rise some more. I think we're, you know, it had a little slowdown the last few weeks, and tech stocks kind of took the lead again. But I think uh, with that trillion-dollar spending package, if they start to spend that kind of money, a lot of materials are going to be needed for new bridges and infrastructure and everything else that comes along with it. So. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investor program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. You can get your Talk downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. And be sure to review and rate us. We would like that. And you can browse the podcast by topic. We've mentioned that several, numerous times, so remember you can do that. Independent thinking, share success. This is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. 
For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 